Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And it is schedule release day. Whoop, whoop. Someone tweeted today that the NFL schedule release would outdraw the NHL playoffs if they were up head to head. That's possible. It probably would. <laughs> it probably would. <laughs> so we are going to break down the Panthers' schedule week by week. Uh, we've got it all here. One primetime game for the Panthers. Uh, put, put a poll out on Twitter earlier asking what everyone thought. And the majority of people said that they thought one primetime game. And then some hopeful souls said two. Hardly yeah. anyone said three. The Saints have like five or six. Which kind of, I'm like. Five. That's crazy. I, yeah. I don't know how good that team's going to be this year. Uh, uh, well, we'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll talk about it. But uh, we're going to kick this off with some interesting comments. This actually came out today from Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, and Jerry, I'll let you kind of bring us into this story. So on All Things Covered podcast with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden, uh, Teddy Bridgewater came on as a guest. And this is what he said. As an organization, there's things you can do better. I'll just say this. For Joe Brady's growth, that organization, they'll have to practice different things in different ways. One thing he did, we didn't do much of when I was there. We didn't practice two minute. Really. We didn't practice red zone. You walk through the red zone stuff, and then Saturday you come out and practice red zone, but you'd only get like 15 live reps. Guys, reps would be limited. Hmm. Do you believe him? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if that's true, and this is how he felt, you're the captain, you're the starting quarterback, you were struggling in those two minutes drills, why aren't you going to Joe Brady and Matt Rule and being like, hey guys, we need to work on this more. I mean, look, we're so many games, we, we just haven't been able to click. We need to really focus. Obviously, you're. it's on his shoulders to bring it to the mm-hmm. coaching staff. I'm not saying that the coaching staff shouldn't do it more if that's all they were doing. But that being said, you have to speak up and be the leader of that team. And you obviously weren't if you didn't bring this up. I would be surprised if for the entire season they only practiced, you know, red zone for, you know, half an hour on Saturdays. Oh, yeah. Because as the season went on, that was obviously an area that they needed to improve on. Now, they needed to improve on a lot of things over the course of the season. And they did improve on a lot of things over mm-hmm. the course of the season. So, you know, some of the things they were practicing on, obviously it was working for them. Um, but this red zone thing and the last two minutes especially where Teddy failed over and over and over again every week, basically, mm-hmm. that, that they needed him. Um that should have they definitely should have practiced that some more. So if if what Teddy's saying is true, then yeah, uh, I can understand why they it makes more sense to me now why they were so terrible in the red zone and so terrible at mm-hmm. those game winning situations. I agree. If that is the case, and from all accounts, Teddy Bridgewater is supposedly a nice guy and mm-hmm. isn't very much of a yeah liar. he wasn't like trashing the panthers no. in this thing but I, again i don't get it if you're the leader why did you not bring this up why did you not go in quarter way of the season and being like hey guys we're starting to struggle late in the games in red zones yeah. let's let's kick this or, off let's let's start yeah. working on this more 
let's stay after practice and work on it a little bit. That's what I was going to say. You know, keep some of the guys after practice and work on those situations. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm sure Joe Brady, I'm sure some of the coaching staff would love, number one, to see that and also participate. And then if they see that that's where you're struggling, then they would probably incorporate that more into the practices. Um, So, you know, this was a first-time NFL coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Joe Brady, very young guy, hasn't even been coaching that long. So yeah, this first, is first time as a coordinator. So yeah, first time as a coordinator. So you know these are things that the Panthers will get better at moving forward, and especially with this kind of coming out, I guarantee you it's going to be on the minds of Matt Rule and Joe oh, Brady yeah. and David Tepper as well. You know David Tepper's hearing this. Mm-hmm. You know he's got ears everywhere. So. I'm glad it came out. I mean, if it is the case, I'm glad it came out. I am too. I mean, yeah. uh, again, I think it's it's growth for everybody involved here mm-hmm. because I think, again, Teddy Bridgewater needs to be a leader and, you know, bring that up with the coaching staff. And it's also the coaching staff needs to hear this if this was true. Yeah. I mean, you know, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, they're all going to be able to – report back to Matt Rule and Joe Brady and tell them, hey, yeah, we probably needed to work on that a little bit more. Sure. And is yeah, and that's something that a veteran locker room, mm-hmm. probably something a little easier for a veteran locker room to bring up than this extremely young team that the Panthers have, youngest team in the league as of right now. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a growth experience, not only for the coaching staff, but for the team as well. So, um, you know, good luck to... to Teddy uh, in Denver this year. Hopefully they'll practice red zone a little more because, man, he sucked. I mean, he was 0-8. And, and that ain't all on the coaching. <laughs> oh, no. I, mean, I hate to say it. You know, they're, Teddy they're... Bridgewater, this is just another example of a guy that just, yeah, you know, he said, that's on me, that's on me, and then the next breath. But, you know, coaching was terrible. They, they need to practice this stuff more. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, and we saw this from Teddy during the season. Many two-minute drills where he was dumping the ball off when a player, a Panther, was streaking mm-hmm. down the field or deeper route wide open, and he was just yeah. too happy to check it down. And there were times after the games where Matt Rule said that that was not the play we had called or that was not the read mm-hmm. on that particular play. You know, that Teddy, as the season went on, Rule was a little more critical of Teddy in those mm-hmm. situations. So... Not all on the coaching staff, but again, this is obviously something that they will focus on this year, and they should. Live and learn. Live and learn. All right. Well, let's not keep the people waiting any longer, Jerry. By now, I'm sure if you haven't seen the schedule, go on out and take a look. We're going to go through it here uh, every week, and we'll go ahead and just start it off. Let's start with week one, Jerry. You want to start with week one? Well, I'm going to quickly hit the preseasons. Preseason one. Oh, is nobody against... cares about the preseason. Well, preseason one's against the Colts. <laughs> preseason two's against the Baltimore Ravens. And preseason three, Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course. Of course. Every, every season. Kind of weird. They don't have a date for the first preseason games. This date to be determined. And then for the second preseason game, it's either August 20th, 21st, or 22nd. Yeah. So they're still working out some of the scheduling. For the preseason games. Um, but week one, September 12th, we know that date. The New York Jets coming to Bank of America Stadium. Could it have been any other team? 
Yeah, that I, I, I could see it. I'm surprised they didn't put this one a few weeks later and try to make it kind of a meaningful game on maybe not prime time, but you know, maybe one of those top tier games to watch. Yeah. The week one, everybody's going to be paying attention to the Super Bowl champs and everything else going on. Well, I think that that game, I think, is on a Thursday, right? That Cowboys-Bucks yeah. game. So, uh, yeah, but it is just a 1 o'clock game. Um, but, yeah, you know, a good time for the Panthers probably to be catching the Jets before Zach Wilson can get any sort of rhythm going. Mm. Um, if you think I, he's going to catch rhythm. Yeah, I mean, if he is, it's going to be later in the season, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't expect him to come out and just... Although Cam looked really good his first game. I was going to say, little Cam bit of a threw different, for 400 yards in his first game. A little so. bit of a different type of player, I think. Yeah. Uh, and a different team. There's no I, Steve I think, Smith on the Jets. <laughs> I think this game will be very interesting. Just with... We'll get to see what Sam Darnold does with, you know, this weapons. And then... Yeah. Like you said, you'll get to kind of see Zach Wilson and the new Jets, how they kind of look. I guarantee you Sam Darnold will not prepare harder for any game this season than he will for week one. I hope so. He is going to. We're going to really see, like, if he struggles against the Jets, might have a problem. Because he is going to be, you know, that that's the game he wants to win. Um, so, yeah, like I said, we're just going to kind of do give a couple of thoughts here on these games. We're not going to go win-loss, win-loss. Yeah. on each game although we will kind of give a general overall impression of you know maybe segments or something so week two uh week two september 19th at home against the new orleans saints I- i'm kind of interested in watching this game just because i'm interested in what the saints will be without drew Brees. they have a pretty good roster that but... that was my that was my thought like who is the quarterback mm-hmm. is it Jameis Winston? Or the other guy? (laughs) Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. I'm I'm almost certain it's Jameis Winston. Yeah. Have they? I guess they haven't released any depth charts or anything yet. But, um, yeah, that's that's kind of the interesting thing for me. Because if it's Winston, then they're going to probably score points. Uh, How good is that defense going to be? But, again... Probably a good week to catch the Saints, catch them early before they develop any sort of, you know, rhythm with that quarterback. Uh, although you could say the same thing about the Panthers, you know, with mm-hmm. a brand new quarterback too. So, um, but yeah, week three is our only primetime game. Uh, yep. Panthers are going to be visiting the Texans, and that's kind of my my initial thought here is this is the first road game for the Panthers, the only primetime game for the Panthers. Uh, and, and it's Thursday, is, so it's on it's, a short week. Right, short week. Away. Yep. Uh, so that's that's kind of the test, right? That's f- the first real test probably for the Panthers here. I mean, it, I don't know. I think the Texans are going to be the worst team in the league. And I don't I, I agree. And I Deshaun agree. Watson will even play that game because he'll probably most likely be suspended. Yeah, this could be Tyrod Taylor or I don't know. Did they draft a quarterback? I'm not even sure. Um, but yeah, probably will not be Deshaun Watson. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, just kind of looking at the first three weeks here real quick. Those are three winnable games. All three of them. Yeah. Uh, good start to the season for the Panthers. Week four. Going away again to the Dallas Cowboys. 
I'll be interested to see if Mike McCarthy can write that ship. They have talent, and I yeah. really like their draft too. Agreed. Yeah, they. Uh, this is the first test against you know what's probably going to be a top ten quarterback in Dak mm-hmm. Prescott, um, a high powered offense. So we're going to get a real test for the secondary. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm interested to see what the Cowboys are this year with Dak coming back. And Ezekiel Elliott, is he going to kind of return to his, you know, top three running back form? Um, It'll be interesting to watch this game. Um, I mean, it's interesting to watch all the games. But again, I think this is another winnable game for the Panthers. The first part of this season is setting up nicely. Yeah. And then on week five, the Philadelphia Eagles travel to Carolina to face here. I, I, I'm interested in see what Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith can do. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not overly impressed with Philadelphia. Not scared of them. No. Uh, another winnable game. Um, so my note here is that probably by now, by week five, we probably have a pretty good feel for what this team is. At what least, the Panthers are. At least we'll know whether it's back to the drawing board or, mm-hmm. hey, we might have something to get to the playoffs here. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if Sam Darnold is as good as Teddy and then better at those, you know, red zone, two-minute drive time. situations, then the schedule sets up nicely for the Panthers to, you know, be three or four wins in these first five weeks. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they'll get off to the correct foot and, you know, Well, they're going to have to because things get harder uh, from here. Week 6, Vikings at the Panthers. Uh, Another good test for the defense. This is Mm -hmm. probably the the next best offense the Panthers will face outside of the Cowboys in the first six weeks. So I'm curious to see, you know, after that Cowboys game, what they learned as far as the secondary goes. Is J.C. Horn getting better as the season goes on? I don't expect him to come out playing like a Pro Bowler week one. Yeah, and he'll have um, but, Justin Jefferson or Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a tough matchup for him. Yeah, these are the definitely the best two. I mean, you got what Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb, I guess, uh, at, with the Cowboys. But I would put Thielen and Jefferson well oh, above yeah. them. I would too. So, I mean, yeah. they're they're lighting it up with uh, Kirk Cousins back there. So right. <laughs> uh, so that now this is six weeks, four home games in the first six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um. And we that's, have more away games than home games this year, so right. So that you know that's good for the first six weeks, not great for the rest of the schedule. Uh, starting in week seven, week seven we go to New York face the Giants. Danny Dimes, I, maybe it, <laughs> if he's still the guy there. By I the mean, way. who who's who's their backup? I have no idea. Exactly. But, you know. If Daniel Jones doesn't come out looking good the first few weeks, I could easily see them, you know, making a move for a guy or benching him for you know a few games. Every you know the most popular guy in a in the team is the backup quarterback. So when your team struggles, absolutely. Yeah, this is going to be the battle of uh, running backs who were injured for most of or all of the season last year. So Saquon versus CMC arguably the top two talent running backs in the league. Um, 
so that'll be interesting. And then the James Bradbury. This is the first time the Panthers will face James Bradbury. So just kind of interested to see how they, you know, who he plays and if they can take advantage of that. Yeah, I feel like New York's on that one of that on that teeter of they are either going to be bad or they're going to start finally getting it together to start trying to make a playoff push. So it'll be interesting which way they teeter. Yeah. Week eight, Panthers at Falcons. Uh, so this is the first division road game. And just kind of curious to see if the team will kind of step up. First time we're playing the Panthers, or the, I'm sorry, first time we're playing the Falcons this season. Week eight, week eight, only the second division game. So um, Matt Ryan, does he still look like he's got it? You know, there's been a lot of question about that in the offseason. Yeah, this is another team. I'm just, I'm not sure what I'm going to see out of the Falcons this year. Same with the Saints. It's just, this division is in flux, and it'll be interesting which team will rise up to compete or be around where the Bucks are. That's the thing. Just like you said, this division is, you know, the Panthers are on the up. Mm -hmm. The Bucks are probably still have a couple of seasons at the top tier until until brady hits that wall yeah and then the falcons and saints are sort of on the way down um yeah uh, yeah they're on the way down so uh yeah curious to see how the panthers match up against the falcons uh very curious for the next game week nine week nine cam newton and the new england patriots travel to carolina yeah if this is gonna be fun starting if Cam is starting in this game, it is going to be wild. It that is going to be a madhouse. <laughs> that game is going to be probably the 1 o'clock game for everybody nationwide. I can't believe that this game is not at least a 4 o'clock game. And maybe it'll be flexed. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they can flex, can they flex week 9 games? I don't even know. I kind of The problem is, if it's Mac Jones versus Sam Darnold, it's not going to have that luster. It's no. just not. But Cam coming back to Carolina. Starting. I think Cam's going to get the... He'll start the season as the starter, I think, as long as he's healthy. Uh, They're going to give him every opportunity. He hasn't been healthy in like three, four years. Love you, Cam. Not not hating, just saying. This is obviously my... you know, Assuming Cam is the starter, this is the game of the year for me. This is the one that I'm most excited about. Oh, yeah. If he starts. If he starts, right. Um, so week 10. By the way, that's... Uh, uh, yeah, okay, week 10. Panthers <laughs> at Cardinals. So this, I think, is the furthest the Panthers will travel this year out to Phoenix. Um, Cardinals, another team that's... I think they're on their way up. They they tried to improve their defense this year. They added J.J. Watt. Um of course, the poor man's Jeremy Chin, also on this team, Isaiah Simmons. Uh, and then A.J. Green, they added in as a wide receiver. So they've got DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Kyler Murray's a good quarterback. Uh, it's going to be a good yardstick game for the Panthers. It, it, it will be, um, just like last year and the year before. The Cardinals seem to always play the Panthers, and the Panthers eke out a win the past few years. Yeah. So it'll. I'll be interested if that continues especially because their head coach will probably start being on a hot seat if they don't make the playoffs. It, yeah, uh, this was a, a head coach that 
a lot of people raised their eyebrows at when he was hired. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that'll be interesting. Week 11, Ron Rivera's first game back at Bank of America Stadium. The Washington football team comes to Carolina. Huh. That'll be a fun game to watch. Yeah. Just, I, I think Ron will get a, you know, a cheer in the stadium and then boom. Everybody loves Ron. Everybody what? loves Ron. Yeah. Everybody loves Ron. Yeah. And of course, with his cancer and everything, everyone's pulling for him um, as a person, not necessarily as a uh, head coach. So, But this is two weeks in a row where you've got Cam coming back and then you've got Rivera coming back the next home game. So two uh, home two home, home games. Okay, right? I was going to say the Cardinals are in between them. Yeah, but two home games in a row. And Washington's a solid team, and you got to think they Curtis Samuel's coming year. back yeah. too. So All right, that's Curtis Samuel game. Yep. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, it depends if he's going to have that good game or bad game against the Panthers. Yeah, if he's the quarterback by then, I mean, the, the, you know, a lot of questions of quarterbacks. Who the quarterback is going to be in the first part of this? I schedule. mean, is Taylor Heineke going to really take it over? Ron Rivera loves Taylor Heineke. <laughs> uh, Kyle Allen also will probably yeah. be healthy. So, uh, finally, the last game before the the bye, another late bye this year. Panthers at Dolphins. Uh, so, you know, another team that's going to be interesting to watch. The Dolphins, you know, is two of the real deal. I think we'll know mm-hmm. by this point in the season next year, or this this season, I guess. Yeah, there's a lot of teams on this schedule that I'm just, they could either be like four wins or they could be a playoff team. There's so many teams like that I see on this schedule, and the Dolphins are one of them. And this is 12 games in a row now without a bye. So the Panthers are going to be tired, they're going to be worn down, Mm -hmm. mentally exhausted, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they can kind of rise up one last time before the bye and try to get a win mm-hmm. uh, from what's probably going to be a pretty tough Dolphins team, very well-coached Dolphins team. Um, so, and I did see, by the way, that based on win projections uh, from Vegas, that the Panthers have the seventh easiest schedule in the league, if you if you look at that. so I can believe that. Yeah. Now, Week 13, again, is the bye, and I think this... If you're trying to make a playoff push, if you're in that hunt, mm-hmm. I think this is a great time to get a bye because then that way you can get some guys healthy, get some nicks and bruises healed up, and then head home and face the Atlanta Falcons again. Yeah. Week 14. And by the way, the second year in a row, we got a week 13 bye. Um, so, yeah, uh, my note here is, you know, this is the first game after the bye. This is the second time facing the Falcons. It's a good time to face a team the second time when you've had two weeks to prepare. Yeah. Um, so I want to see sort of how they come out of the bye, if they're strong and focused and what the game plan is. Uh, the Falcons have their bye in week six. So they've got a long second long half stretch. of their schedule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but after the Falcons, still on the road, or going back on the road, I should say, week 15, Buffalo Bills. And this game, they have no clue about. No time, no date. It's just week 15. It's, uh, yeah, it's just like the uh, Green Bay game was last year. It could either be Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. So remember last year, they they made us the Saturday game. So this could be a, another Saturday game. Um, but yeah, uh, FA Obata, revenge game, could be. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, the um, Bills are going to be a, one of the top yeah. four or five teams in the league. I, this game might be very rough for the Panthers, especially depending on how this season is going. Right. I've got Josh Allen MVP watch on my list here because I think he's – He's mm-hmm. set up to have an extremely good season, just like he had last year. I had a great season last year. So, and week then, sixteen, the first time the Panthers face the Super Bowl champions, mm-hmm. week sixteen, Tampa Bay Buccaneers come to Carolina. I, I, I'm not a fan of facing this them that late twice, because this is the first time. Yeah, this is the first time we we face Tampa Bay. Um, you know. To me, I'm okay with it, honestly. You know, if you can, if you've got the Super Bowl champs in your division and you can wait almost the entire season to play them, then I'm all right with that, honestly. They're going to be beat up. You know, Tom could be sort of tired and limping to the finish. It's a long season, longest season Mm -hmm. in the history of the NFL. Um, I'm not sure when the Bucs have their bye, but yeah, it's going to be. Are the Bucs going to repeat i mean if so then by week 16 they could be well on their way we'll see yeah tom brady can't play at the same level forever so <laughs> hopefully 40, 40 touchdowns last year I mean, at, at age 42 yeah crazy um panthers at saints week 17 so finally the panthers for the first time in four years do not play the saints the last game of the season so it's only because uh, we got that one extra week that we have to right <laughs> otherwise <laughs> that's right so um, so fun fun fact yeah. it'll be five years in a row that the panthers play the saints on week 17 that's true yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh so who is the QB going to be for New Orleans? I mean, this is a very similar question to the first one, but by week 17, it could be a different guy. We might be and, facing our second Saints quarterback of the year. And who knows? This could be for a playoff, you know, wild card hunt. Or, yeah, yeah. Or even the division. Uh, if, you know, Tom gets hurt or, you know, he struggles, he finally hits that wall. Could be, yeah. Or it could be another, uh, you know, the Panthers are looking at a top five draft pick and the Saints blow the game. You know. Yeah. Who knows? We're, ho- we're hoping Panthers that's not the case. Instead of drafting three, <laughs> draft eight. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. Hmm. Wonder where we've seen that before. Yeah. Uh, week 18, final week of the season. Panthers at Bucks. So the Panthers finish the season with two road division games. Um, now, the Bucks could be at this point, if they're as good as they were last year, could be resting players. This could be a game against a lot of second stringers. So I think it's also going to depend on how the Panthers are doing. If the Panthers well, are, they would have to have the number one overall seed because, yeah. or or they could have their you know if they can only be the second seed or something yeah. like there's there's different possibilities here, different scenarios. Um, but given that this is an 18 week season, if they've got us you know something locked in, I could easily see them resting Tom. Easily see them resting Tom. Yeah, I can too. And, you know, Mike Evans and, and Godwin and everybody. So, could be a good time to, to hit the Bucks that last game. Last five games, four division games, and then the Bills. That's tough. That's tough. That's a very tough ending. That's tough. After your bye week, I mean, it's... 
I mean, again, we don't know what the Falcons and Saints are going to hold, but they are division rivals. So division games are always tough, yeah. And four of those last six are on the road. So, so. another, yeah. Schedule makers gave the Panthers a break early in the season, but coming, coming down that home stretch, going to be some tough, tough games. Yeah, the um, Panthers will need to start off strong Yeah. to sniff they, the playoffs. And, and they've got the opportunity. I mm-hmm. mean, if you're looking at those first, you know, six games, the Jets, a questionable Saints team, a very questionable Texans team, Cowboys, Eagles, you know, th- those two teams from the worst division last year, and yeah. the Vikings, who are usually good on offense at least, but the Panthers play them tough. You know, and then you got the Giants. So those first seven weeks, really, there's win- there's they're all winnable games. Yeah, absolutely. Very winnable games. Yeah. So could the Panthers start five and two in those first seven games? I mean, to me, that's that would be. And at excellent. five and two, uh, hypothetically, if you went five mm-hmm. and two, hypothetically, if you may start getting that that momentum in that locker right. room, you might go face a team that's on paper a lot better, but you're clicking, and maybe they're not. So. Yeah, I mean, and then you've got the Falcons after that, which. Who knows? Then the Patriots, who last year weren't that good. So, I mean, you know, the schedule, the first half of the season looks good. Um, second half is tough, but again, if you've got that momentum going, you've got the late bye. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't hate the schedule. I really don't. The only thing I hate is the lack of primetime games. Oh, yeah. Which I guess we all expected, right? Yeah. I. The team is... You know, right now it doesn't have any flashy quarterback. It coming mm. off a losing losing season, so yeah, we didn't. You know, I bet if you drafted Justin Fields, that yeah. you would have had at least one more primetime game, maybe two. Um, so just kind of looking overall at the schedule, no big road trip. They play back to back road games three times, but that's it. Mm-hmm. They don't have any three game road road trips no long trips out west like we've seen in the past um so uh, you know really does set up nicely like this is this is a a team friendly schedule and if you're playing on thursday night away it's nice to have it against houston and (laughs) being home right before that i'm just saying honestly no you're right i mean honestly you know it kind of sets up perfectly um so yeah, any more overall thoughts about the schedule? Again, I, I, we're not we're not going win loss win loss here. I, we'll I think save, it's we'll a not an easy easy schedule, but it's a very manageable season schedule for us. I like this schedule a lot better than I like last year's. Yeah, last year's was a tough tough schedule. Um, so yeah, I mean some of these teams could catch fire. Like we don't really know about the Dolphins. We don't know about the you know Falcons or the Saints really. Patriots, but we know a lot. You know, we know some of these teams are not going to be good. We know Jets are not going to be good. We know the Texans are not going to be good. Eagles are probably going to be middling. Um, yeah. So, yeah, be interesting. Um, all right, that's going to wrap up the schedule portion of this episode. Uh, we do have a mailbag, and Matt sent us this email. And I'll go ahead and read it here. And it's about Aaron Rodgers. So uh, 
as you are aware, there's been quite a conundrum in Green Bay regarding Aaron Rodgers. Upper management and drafting of his replacement, I believe I have what is, admittingly, an unlikely scenario, but an ideal one. So the answer is for Aaron Rodgers to tank this year, blow the first seven games, but convincingly go like two and five. Then they bench him for game eight. Jordan Love comes in, plays halfway decent as the starter, and Aaron is traded, as is his wish, at the deadline. Um, The team that trades for him doesn't have to mortgage his future because he's washed. Uh, He says he knows that this is a 17-game season, so the trade deadline, we don't really know when that's going to be. But we get the point. So this is an interesting idea. Um, I don't think it's going to work in the NFL like it does in the NBA. Aaron Rodgers is way too much of a competitor. Yeah. I, I I don't see him. I could see him sitting out. Sitting out the season or sitting out yeah, preseason. I think that's more start, realistic. And then the, him forcing that trade before yeah. him. I, I've seen behind the scenes videos of Aaron Rodgers like playing s- stupid side games, getting mm-hmm. s- intense on them. So yeah. I don't see him being yeah, willing and to do that. This, you know, something similar to this happened in the NBA this year with James Harden with uh, in Houston, right? He. Mm-hmm sucked like the first three weeks of the season. He was terrible. I mean, he was still putting up okay numbers, but he wasn't playing defense. He, you know, just, he was overweight. He just didn't want to be there. And he had been asking for a trade for several months. So I get the idea of this, but the NFL is it's a little different. You know, you've got 53 guys on your team that are counting on you and you alone as the quarterback. It's going to... Take first of all, you have to be a pretty crappy person to to intentionally tank mm-hmm. the you know potentially the careers of some of these guys. You know some of these guys on the in the end of the roster that may not have another opportunity. You know, I don't know. I just don't see that being the scenario. Now I can see. Do you remember? Uh, I can't think of his name. Was it Demarius Thomas? Who was uh, the Broncos receiver? Mm-hmm. That whenever they threw him the ball, he would just spat it down instead of catching it in practice. Yeah, that was practice. Yeah, well, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, what it could have been. Rod- yeah, now, yeah. I could see. That's a, that's a very diva wide receiver thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it was. I can't think of it. It was with Jay Cutler. Brandon Marshall. That's who Brandon it was. Brandon Marshall, yeah. But I could see him doing something like that in practice. But game time, I just can't see him throwing a game. No, and that, I mean, and again, you know, that's a wide receiver who is sort of on his own, doing mm-hmm. his own thing. The quarterback, like, he is, everything on offense goes through him. So if he's out there throwing, you know, overthrowing balls or doing something to purposely, you know, mismanage the game, I don't know. I just don't see it. Uh, I do want to talk, however, about, you know, with this Aaron Rodgers discussion. There has been some talk about the Panthers, you know, given how quarterback hungry they've been over the last, you know, several months. Would the Panthers have any interest in going after Aaron Rodgers? Um, what do you think? Should they go after Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely. They should go after Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. I, I'm not even sold even on knowing Donald. how much they'd have to give up and how potentially short that window is. 
it really depends on how much they have to give up. But at the same time, I think you add Aaron Rodgers to this team, you're talking about a potential team that can make the playoff and possibly push for that Super Bowl. Yeah, I, it's really d- depends on how good the defense is and how much improved the defense is over last year as to whether adding only adding Aaron Rodgers would make them jump that much. Um, but it's tough, man, because you probably are at least giving up two first-round picks. You yeah. probably are going to have to give up one of your stellar playmakers on offense or defense, um, which means Brian Burns, could be Jeremy Chin, could be DJ Moore, could be, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, we'd probably let him take Christian McCaffrey honestly just but that contract at this point um, you gotta think too that contract not everybody's gonna be able to absorb it right so they're kind of limited as well well it would they would have to pay a portion of the contract just like the Panthers mm-hmm. did getting rid of Teddy um but yeah and to me I'm always has you know it worked out for the Bucks last year you know they went out and got an older quarterback who still had some life left in him you know Aaron Rodgers won the MVP last year he's got a lot of life left in him at least a few years so but is that so the Bucks won the Super Bowl but did it feel like the Bucks won the Super Bowl or did it feel like Tom Brady won the Super Bowl I feel like that defense won the Super Bowl I feel like everybody put the focus on Tom Brady but that defense is what really won them the Super Bowl. But does it feel like that? Does it feel like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah, but I feel like most people are like, well, that's Tom Brady's seventh Super Bowl. How many Super Bowls was that for the Bucs? Two. Do you know off the top of your head? Two. Do you think the average fan knows? I don't know. I mean, I'm not a... (laughs) But but the average fan definitely knows that Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl. That was all it was about. So is is this going to be... The Aaron Rodgers show, or is it going to be the Carolina Panthers? Well, it would definitely become the Aaron Rodgers show. Right. Just like it was Cam Newton's show. I mean, it's... Yeah, but Cam Newton was ours. He was our quarterback. We drafted him. He was here for years. This was his team. So, if Sam Darnold starts lighting it up, I mean... Well, Sam Darnold's 23 years old. He could be here for another 15 years. I mean, it's always the quarterback's team. I mean, I, I just... I'm fine with going for Aaron Rodgers. He is way better than Matthew Stafford, so. Yeah. Well, you'd have to give up way more to get Aaron Rodgers. I guess I agree. I mean, I'd be, you know, it'd be exciting. And that's all we really care about is enjoying watching the Panthers. Aaron Rodgers with all the weapons (laughs) this Panther team has. It's not going to happen. No. I I don't think. I think. Aaron Rodgers will retire as a Green Bay Packer, or he'll play out his contract and then, like much like Tom Brady, just go somewhere else. I can't I imagine. I hope he retires and becomes a Jeopardy champ, just or, or Jeopardy host, <laughs> just so he doesn't go back to Green Bay. Yeah, that was weird. That whole thing. <laughs> I mean, they kind of did him dirty draft by drafting a quarterback and jumping up, drafting a quarterback in the first round of last year's draft, and not even telling him beforehand. Yeah. That I was. That, that's a I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't blame him at all for for feeling 
that way. Yeah. Or feeling like he is there. Because they have, I saw that in the first round for like the last, since he was drafted, that they have only drafted one offensive player. Mm-hmm. And that was Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> since Aaron Rodgers was drafted in the first round. Mm-hmm. That, you know, now they've been good, but you're just not putting those weapons around him. Exactly. You know, at least those top top talent weapons. Um, so, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it, Jerry. Yep. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Makes Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmakespodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show. Uh, we'll be back next week. Talking about something. We'll probably go in, maybe do a deep dive on the roster, talk about some of the undrafted free agents that have come in, um, and just kind of look at the Panthers overall before the season, before training camp, all this stuff comes on. So until then, everybody, take it easy out there, stay safe, and keep pounding.